Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. We're going to begin some things. We, we have been on, the, on a subject of continuing in the truth. And uh, we're not done with that. Matter of fact, we'll be ministering some along those lines tonight. But uh, the Lord really had been dealing with me for a few weeks, and, and I've spent some time going over some things and, and, and looking at it uh, uh, again. Uh, I spent a few weeks here back, uh, well, it would have been last year, I guess, uh, talking about uh, exercising our authority. And... Um, but the Lord began to show me some things and deal with me again to take some time and look at this subject of our authority. And uh, uh, I'm dealing with it under the heading of our spiritual authority. And uh, when, when you think authority, especially in the circles that, that we're in, you know, uh, every group, if I want to say that that way, every group begins to believe that I've got all the information there is about that, right? I mean, I got it. You know, that's why, that's why people will be taught a certain thing about baptism, uh, and they'll be taught to baptize a certain way. And, well, they'll shut their ears to whatever else is being said because, after all, we got it all. Right. Well, and, and that's led to some really skanky doctrine. Amen. And, 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 and people fight small wars over nothing. Amen. Right? The issue is the Bible, the word of God that you hold in your lap or there on your table or you got it on your phone or however you're reading it, according to Scripture, it's expanding revelation. It is God's word. It, it is not God's thoughts. It's God's word. And the Bible says that the word never passes away. So the word, according to Scripture, is living. Hebrews chapter 4, for the word of God is quick and powerful, quick, alive, powerful, full of life, sharper than any two-edged sword, cutting even, dividing asunder, even to the, the dividing of soul and spirit as a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. My point in saying that is so the word that you hold is alive. It's living, all right? Anything living continues to expand. As you're living, you have more knowledge now than you did when you were 10. Uh, you have more knowledge now, most of us in here can say this, when you were 30. If there's those in here that are not 30 yet, just wait. But anyway, the point is, uh, right? If you're 60, you know more now than you did when you were 50. Why? Because you're expanding. You're increasing. Every day you set out to learn something. Amen. Right? And so when we talk about authority, very often what people do is they use power and authority interchangeably. And the issue with that is that Scripture, especially in the four Gospels, 
makes it very apparent that power and authority are not the same. They're two different words, and they describe two different things. And so when we begin to look at at authority, let's go to Luke chapter 7. The Lord said to me just the other day on the 28th of this month, He said, just as Paul received authority in letters to persecute the church, I have given my people authority in letters to overcome all the power of the enemy. When Paul went, and you can read it in Acts chapter 9. We're not going to take the time to go there today. We probably will in this series. But when Paul went to the religious leaders of his day, when it says he asked for letters, it was authority. It was like a license to do what he was doing. And if anybody questioned him, all he had to do was pull out the letters that gave him his authority. Well, this, this book, especially the part of it that was written to the church, all of it's for the church, but the epistles were written to the church. They're all letters. And they outline our authority. What God has purchased and given us the right to operate in. Amen. Charles Capps said, when you understand authority as the Bible sets it forth, you'll rise to a new level of faith. You'll rise to an understanding of God's word that will set you free from the circumstances of life. In Luke chapter 7, we'll begin in verse 1. It says, now when he, Jesus, had ended all his sayings in, his, in, in, the, audience of, in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. And a certain centurion servant who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. And when he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying, He was worthy for whom he should do this, for he loves our nation, and he's built us a synagogue. And notice, then Jesus went with them. And when he was now not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying unto him, Lord, trouble not yourself, for I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Now notice, he didn't say, I don't want you to do anything. He said, I'm not worthy. Now, we can use conjecture to ascertain why. You know, he was a Gentile Uh, He was a Roman. Uh, He wasn't a Jew. Well, that's true. But notice the religious leaders said, he's worthy. Is that what they said? He's worthy for you to come because he built us a synagogue. That when you study the law, that's in the law. If you bless the people of God, you're good to them. God says, you're part of them. But here's the point that I want to make. The man said, I understand, I'm not worthy. Whether it was his own self uh, depreciation or whatever it was, he says, I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. Right? But notice what he says. He says, but say in a word. Is that what he said? Say in a word. This is important. Say in a word. Now notice the word 
the phrase, in a word. Now, we don't do this a whole lot nowadays. Maybe I still have people in here that mail letters. I still mail letters. Uh, maybe you don't. Most people use email. But when you have parents that don't understand anything about anything technologically, you send letters. So, but the point is, say, notice the word. What's he said? What do he say? Say in a word. Say something in a word. It's like put a letter in an envelope. What are you doing when you put a letter in an envelope? You're putting what you want to say in the envelope. Say in a word, and my servant shall be healed. Is that right? Four. Say in a word, and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority. Notice this, notice this, this breakdown. Having soldiers under me, I say to one, go, and he goeth. To another, come, and he comes. To my servant, do this. And he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him. And turned him about and said to the people that followed him, I have not found so great faith not in Israel. And they that were sent returning to the house found the servant whole that had been sick. Now notice, this man knew where authority was stored. In words. Amen. He knew where authority was contained in words. He said, what I need you to do, I don't need you to come under my roof. But you just say in a word, and my servant will be healed. And then he said, here's why. I'm a man under authority. In other words, I know how authority operates. Notice, I say to this one, go, huh, and he goes. I tell this one to come, and he comes. I say to this one, do this, and he does it. I know how authority works. If I tell them, they do it. And he says, if you'll just say it in a word, my servant will be whole. Now, the Holy Spirit, through Luke, has given us a process of operating our authority. I say it, and it goes that way. Now, I've said this before, but I'm going to repeat it because the Holy Spirit has me here. Very often, people think, well, I need to watch what I say. I don't need to say anything negative. And then they'll even say it. They'll say, because I don't want something negative. But what they're missing is this. You're not getting something negative just because you said something negative. You're getting something negative because you are created in the image of God and you have the authority in your words to get whatever you're saying. And when you as a human being on the earth say something, all the forces in the earth just assume you want it because you said it and they start working to bring it to you. 
Because you are the, you are the person in authority. Amen. Do, do you see this? I'm a, I'm a big purveyor and listener to, 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 to people that, uh, of course, my, my, my first line of listening is, is, is Word of Faith and, and, and Brother Hagen and Charles Capps and people of that nature. But, but I, there, there was a long playing album many years ago in the 60s that came out. And it was by a guy named Earl Nightingale. And it was called The Greatest Secret. Amen. Now, there are Christians that stay away from, from things like that. They go, oh, you know, after all, that's all just self-help. Well, that's a whole self-help book right there. Amen. They got that information from somewhere, from the Bible, right? And person after person, Earl Nightingale, uh, uh, Norman Vincent Peale, uh, William Clement, uh, all of these guys, Brian Tracy, Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar, every one of them, at some point, they're going to have a whole teaching on, you'll have what you say. Amen. Because it's a biblical principle. But notice, Jesus said, the man said, your authority was in your words. Just say in a word, and my servant will be healed. So he understood that authority is contained in words. His servants responded to the authority exercised through his words. Go, and they went. Come, and they came. Do this, and they did it. Remember, you don't have to go there. You can probably quote it with me. But remember what Jesus said? He said, have the faith of God. For truly I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be removed, be cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things that God said. What? He said. What's God have to do with it then? He gave you the authority. It's up to me what I say. I get what I say. Not just because it's a trick. I have the authority to get what I say. Amen. When I say, I'm blessed going in and coming out, things begin to go into motion because of the authority I operated in to cause me to be blessed going in and coming out. Amen. Now, I know there's qualifiers. I mean, you need to have pure heart and clean hands and understand that. And I'm trusting you're mature enough to understand that. But the point is, is you've been given the authority. And Jesus said that this was a marvel to him. He said, I've not found so great faith. Now look at Matthew 8. We're going to look at these instances with this man both places. Because this is so important. It's going to lead us into this whole series. So... When you tell something to go, it's supposed to go. When you tell something to come, it's supposed to show up. When you tell a circumstance to do something, it should do it. Now, here's the thing that I've understood about authority over the years. Someone might rebel against your authority, but it doesn't change your authority. In, 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 in the corporate world, if you don't do what you're asked to do, you might get written up. 
Why? You didn't do what the authority asked you to do. Right? Well, in the spirit world, there are things that are trying to stand against what you're believing and what you're believing God's going to bring into your life, but it doesn't change your authority. Because the moment you say, well, I wonder why this is taking so long. I wonder why nothing's working. You just canceled out what you previously said. No one can cancel out what you have said except you. Because you're the only one that has the authority over your life. You have nothing to do with what happens in my life. Nothing. I'm I'm the prophet of my own life. I decide what's going to happen to me. And I decide with my words. Amen. Did you see that? So what, what, what are you adding your agreement to? Remember Matthew 18? If any two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they desire to be done for them, what are you adding your agreement to? What are you adding your authority to? Hallelujah. And he says here in Matthew 8 verse 7, And Jesus said to him, this is the same instance, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Now, anytime, I I saw this many years ago, anytime that you read something in the scripture and it, it repeats it almost verbatim, Holy Ghost is trying to get something across to you. And he says here, for I'm a man under authority, having soldiers under me, And I say to this one, notice, go, and he goes, to another come, and he comes, to my servant do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, truly I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. So in both instances, we see this, go, and he goes, come, and he comes, do this, and he does it. But we also see in both instances that Jesus said he had not seen such great faith. Faith and authority go hand in hand. This is so important because you will not operate proficiently in faith without understanding authority. And conversely, you won't function fully in your authority aside from faith. Because I've got to have faith in the authority that I have been given and I've got to exercise the authority I've been given to walk in the faith I've been given. Hallelujah. This man had faith in Jesus' authority spiritually because he knew how authority operated naturally. It's the same process. The Lord told Charles Capps, he said, if my people understood authority the way this man understood authority, they could have the same kind of faith he had. Jesus said it was the greatest faith. And people say, well, the greatest faith is faith that needs no other evidence than the Word of God alone. That's true. That's, That's part of it. But the greatest faith is faith in the authority that you possess. And in the authority of the word of God. What you say you believe will be limited in its effectiveness if you don't have faith in the authority you possess. When someone says, I'm not moved by what I see, I'm not moved by what I feel, I'm only moved by the word of God. Well, they, 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 
They've said something, and to a lot of people that's just a positive affirmation, but what you're saying is you're using your authority to tell yourself, I'm not moved by what I see. I am not moved by what I feel. Why do people's words make you feel the way they make you feel? Because you've never exercised authority over you. And words from other people still have the ability to make you feel a certain way when you have authority over how you feel. I don't have to feel that way. I don't have to see things that way. I don't have to respond that way. Why are there people that still fall into sin and still fall into things, those those things that trip them up consistently? They've never taken authority over it. Amen. When you tell the nominal religious believer that you don't have to sin, oh, you hear, oh, you hear what, oh, you hear what he said? They don't know their authority. And so they just live their life out there like dangling like a chew toy for the devil to just whip them whenever he wants because they don't exercise their authority. Amen. Amen. Are you following me? And so those things keep tripping them up when you can exercise authority over over that. No, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. You're not just giving a positive confession. You're declaring over yourself, this is how it's going to be. I'm going to live like a new creature. Amen. Amen. When someone says, when someone says, I'm free, I've been made free by the power of God, what are they doing? They're using their authority to make the declaration, this is what I am. Am, is, are, was, were. They're all points of what I am. Conditions of relative to where I'm at right now. I am a new creature. I am the righteousness of God. I am holy, I am just, I am glorified, I am healed, I am prosperous, I am victorious, I am free from all, per- from all trouble, I am free from every plague and all destruction in the name of Jesus. Why? Because I say. Amen. And, and, and when you start reacting to words spoken by other people, You're putting yourself under their authority. Can't tell me what to believe. I believe what I believe. You understand? Oh, well, this is going to happen. You can't make me believe that. I'm going to believe what I believe. Say it in a word. This is what's going to happen in my house. Remember Joshua? He said, look, if you want to go serve the gods on the other side of the river, you go ahead. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve God. As for me and my house, we're going to be healed. We're going to be prosperous. We're going to be successful. No evil will befall us. No plague will come near our dwelling. As for me and my house, that's how it's going to be. And if I say it, I get it. Because it's my authority. Am I making sense? And so, notice that Jesus said this was the greatest faith he had ever seen. So, when you, what you say you believe will be limited in its effectiveness if you don't have faith in the authority you possess. Well, I believe this. Then stay with that. 
That's what you're going to get. Yeah, but everything else, that's not the point. How do you want everything else to go? How is your life going to go? Which direction is it going to go? The direction that you tell it to go. Amen. Yeah, but this is going on. That's good. That, that means nothing. Your life is going to go the direction you tell it to go. Amen. Amen. So if I, have, if I say I'm in victory, I have victory, I'm saying in a word, I'm going to get what I say. Hallelujah. That's how it's going to be. Notice in Luke chapter 9. Now, there's some things to note here. Luke chapter 9 and verse 1. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them, notice, power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. Now notice, if these were the same, he would not have used two different words and there would not be a conjunction there. Because it, it, would, it would be really uh, incorrect to read it and gave them power and power. Right. Or gave them authority and authority. No, he said power and authority. Notice, over the largest percentage of devils. What? All, All devils. And... To cure diseases. What's, what's, what's the understood way of reading that? All devils and to cure all diseases. That doesn't mean everybody's going to be healed, but it means the believer has power and authority to cure any disease they encounter. It means the believer has power and authority to, to have power and authority over all devils. Amen. Amen. If the devil's behind it, you got authority over it. Amen. Whew. The Passion Bible says, He summoned His 12 apostles and imparted to them authority over every demon and the power to heal every disease. Now think about that for a moment. Now how big now is the devil? You have authority over all devils. Think about that for a moment now. Whatever devil it is. Whoa, there's a spirit of this in the world. Mm -hmm, I have authority over him. What, what does that mean? It, it's not allowed to operate in my life if I choose for it not to operate. Amen. Amen. Yeah, but you know what they're doing and they're this and that. Yeah, and, and there was another guy called Pharaoh that decided he was going to make it really hard on the people of God 
Yet everywhere you read in that passage of Scripture, where when there was darkness in Egypt, there was light in Goshen. When there were flies in Egypt, there were no flies in Goshen. When there was death in Egypt, there was no death in Goshen. And they were, they were geographically within the same country. Just miles apart. But yet there was a blessing wall between the people of God and the people of the world. There's a blessing wall that's activated or deactivated by my words of authority that's between me and what's going on in the world or me and what's going on in somebody else's life or me and what's going on in another family member's life and nothing can tear that wall down except me. I have authority over all devils and over all diseases. You know, people will make statements like this. I'll just say it. They'll say, well, this didn't take God by surprise. They don't believe that. They don't believe that anymore than they believe they're a Martian with four eyes. They don't believe it. They don't believe that. If, you, if a person really believed that, fear of that thing would never come up. Is there anything that's going to happen that God don't know about? What? Is there anything happening that God didn't know about? So here, take this like this then. Is there anything that will happen that you don't have authority over? Is there anything that is happening that you don't have authority over? Why would you worry? The one in authority doesn't worry. Notice the man didn't say this. I'm just concerned if you don't come to my house. This, I love him, but he won't get healed. He said, no, 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 you don't even have to come to my house. Just say in a word. Amen. What are you saying in a word? I've had people say to me, well, you know, it's possible for this to happen if you say so. I get strange looks when I tell people, I can't get sick. Amen. It's impossible. Well, now, Whatever. Remember, what you say doesn't affect me. It's what I say. Want to make sure everybody's awake. Right? Yeah, but, you know, the economy this, the economy that. Wait a minute. Where is your economy based? What is it based upon? Where is your bank in reality? It's not in DeSoto. It's not in Kansas City, Missouri. It's not wherever you live. Your banking system, according to Scripture, God said, I will supply all of your need according to my riches in the glory. Amen. How? Through Christ Jesus. You have given, it is given unto you. Is that right? Hallelujah. My God will cause all grace to abound towards you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, will abound to every good work. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though He was rich, yet He became poor, so that you through His poverty might be rich. Those that have received the gift of righteousness and the gift of grace will reign in life as a king by one Jesus Christ. Amen. Those are your words of authority. Amen. Yeah, but they're talking about laying off. Okay, that doesn't affect you. If I lose my job, it will, if you say so. 
Amen. It, right? Isn't it just as easy to say, look, if, if I get laid off, my God will make sure I don't miss anything. Isn't it just that easy? It is just that easy. But it takes faith. It doesn't take any faith to agree with the negative. It takes no faith to agree with you're not going to make it. You're not going to go over. You're going to go under. It takes no faith to agree with that. It takes faith to exercise your authority. I will not be defeated. I will not suffer lack. Hallelujah. I will not die. I will live. Amen. There are people I know personally. People I know personally that are fighting for their life right now. And they're fighting with every ounce of faith they have. And I'm in faith with them. Amen. And then you got people that that God has been good to and God has blessed and God has kept and they're full of fear and they're full of anxiety. You got one person that they're saying you already, it's going bad, you're not going to make it, but they're exercising their faith. And then you got other people that God has kept and they're exercising none of their faith and none of their authority. The time to be exercising your authority is every day. Am I helping you? Whew. So power and authority. Power is, of course, the word dunamis. And it just simply means basically strength, power, and ability. So I have power, strength, power, and ability. Then authority is exousia, which means mastery, jurisdiction, delegated influence. So he gave the strength, the power, and ability to what? Exercise the mastery, jurisdiction, delegated influence over what? All devils and every disease. So when you say, I'm the devil's master, you're not being arrogant. You're just agreeing with Jesus. Right? Amen. When when Jesus would come into the presence of a demon, they would cry out, what what, what do we got to do with you? In other words, the authority just came in the room. Right? Have you ever walked in the room, your kids are messing around, they go, I'm not doing nothing. What? The authority just came in the room. Pretty good sign you're doing something. Why do you say that for? No reason. <laughs> right? You, you, you watch like, you know, uh, videos, uh, America's Funny Videos, and, and they'll have a little two-year-old, three-year-old, their face will be full of chocolate. Did you eat that chocolate? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Well, they're lying, so I mean, it's not, you know, it's not cute. It's, I guess it could be funny, but it's not cute. But my point is, why, are they, why is there an issue? There's an authority there. If there wasn't any authority there, I've got chocolate all over, chocolate hands, hair, I'm chocolate. Right? But the authority shows up. What do we have to do with you? Jesus, son of you come to torment us before the time? Hold your peace and come out of him. Is that what he said? 
And it says what? The devil departed him. Is that right? So think about this. If the devil is behind something, what do you do? Talk about how the devil's behind it? Oh, the devil's behind that. I'm telling you what, the devil's fighting. And I'm, tell, and I'm telling you, the devil, and I'm telling you, the devil in the spirit of this age. And I'm telling you, communism, socialism. I'm telling you, dear God, we're going to hell in the handbasket. What are we going to do? There's no hope. You're in authority. Right? See, you see how important this is? This is in every area. I don't know what I'm going to do with that kid. Oh, that kid will be the death of me yet. Oh, they got me pulling my hair out. I'm telling you what, that child, that child, did just no getting through to him. Lord, save him. Oh, God, help him. You just canceled everything out. Where is it written? There's no hope for that child. You can't get through to them. They're hard-headed just like their daddy. Or whatever. Or their mom. Now I know it sounds like we're just talking about words. We're talking about authority. Especially when when you have the governance of that child. The words of authority that you speak over them while they're coming up are going to determine how they're going to go. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs that you train a child up in the way that he should go and when they're old they won't depart from him. In other words, it it carries the idea of training a tree to grow a certain way. You bend it the way that you want it to go. And it'll go that way. How do you bend a will? With a whipping? No, with your words. Amen. Say, how do you know that? Because I was rebellious. You couldn't beat anything in me or beat it out of me. The more you beat, the more I was determined to show you it wasn't working. Amen. And I wasn't even as bad as Rusty. Right. I'm joking, Rusty. You know that. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you get in there and think about what you did. I don't need to think about it. I did it and I'll do it again. <laughs> Amen. Think about it. Just means I don't get a whipping. But it's, it's authority. It's words. Amen. Now notice verse, uh, verse uh, 2. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Verse 6, and they departed and went through the towns preaching the gospel, which is the kingdom of God, and healing everywhere. Everywhere. So preach the kingdom, and they went and preached the kingdom and healed everywhere. Notice Matthew 10. Matthew 10 and verse 1. And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits or over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Verse 7. And as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils, 
Freely you've received, freely give. Is there anything not mentioned in that verse? Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, things that are impossible, raise the dead, and oh yeah, cast out devils. Freely you've received, freely you've received what? Authority. Power. You've received it how? Freely. Freely do what? Give it. Exercise the power and the authority you've been given. Amen. Amen. He says, preach the kingdom. First of all, preach the kingdom. Preach the kingdom of heaven is here. Dominion. Kingdom rule. The rule of the kingdom is here. This is so important. Because when we walk out of this room, when you get up every morning... You can say, well, yeah, I live in Kansas. Well, you do physically, but you live and reside in the kingdom. My ambassadorship is from the kingdom. Amen. And and so, therefore, my sustenance, my provision, my victory comes from the kingdom I'm associated with. Not with where I'm at. And he says, go and preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The dominion of the king. Preach, proclaim, declare. What? The kingdom's at hand. The dominion of the king is here. Amen. If, if, If we were to ask most believers, well, who's in charge of your life? Well, God, is he? If God was in charge, would you be thinking the way you think? Or talking the way you talk? Or acting the way you act? I'm just I'm not saying you, I mean people in general. Right? If God was in charge, if God was in charge, many people you know would never say another word. Right? God God would just put them in the house and chain them there and they would never get out again. Right? No, he says you have the authority to say some things, to do some things, and to operate in some things. Right? Freely you've received authority. Now freely use it. Every day. Every day. Amen. You got to use your authority. Things are not going to go well just because you want them to go well. Amen. Right? I said this, well, I'll say it at the beginning of this year. I said this, I told my wife, I said, I don't care what goes on in the world and I don't care how people in the world feel, I'm not going to feel that way. I won't do it. And I hear people, oh, it's just so heavy and we just feel so heavy. Yep, but the Bible says that that, that's not the yoke of Jesus. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If I have the heaviness of whatever's going on, it's because I'm carrying it. Yeah, but you know, how can, when you see all this and you hear all this, maybe you're seeing and hearing too much. Amen. Amen. If you eat half a pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving, no need to worry about, you're not going to feel empty. (laughs) Whatever you've been digesting, you're going to feel it. (laughs) That's why you wore your stretchy pants before you sat down. (laughs) 
I'm not saying everybody. I'm not even saying you. I just, people do that. Right? No need to tell us after your third plate. Well, I feel full. I know. I, I watched every trip. But think about that. What would you think of a person that had ate three plates at Thanksgiving and then go, why do I feel so heavy? (laughs) What you ate? Right? If you're eating what the world eats, if you're hearing what the world hears, if you're saying what the world says, you're going to feel, be, and act like the world. Amen. And and the travesty in that is that I have the authority to overcome that. Are you following me? Amen. Amen. So when something comes up, it has to be answered not to replace a negative with a positive, but to exercise your authority. Not in my house. Amen. I remember when, when we moved into our house, uh, this was what back in April, and uh, I was out doing yard work, and my neighbor came up, and, and, and my, my yard's kind of on a slope, and, and, and so his, he's up there on top of the slope, and, and he was way far away from me, about for me to Daryl. Hey, neighbor. Hey, neighbor. Took a couple steps. He took a couple steps back. We're 150 feet apart. Now, I'm not making fun. I'm just saying, understand this. Here, here's what was said. Oh, I see you got a daughter. Yeah. I see a granddaughter. No, it's my daughter. Abraphil. <laughs> my wife, Sarai Michelle, is in the house. Anyway, that's funny. But uh, they made the statement. Now, I'm not making fun and I'm not being harsh, but hear, hear what I'm trying to say. When it's safe, we all need to get together. Why isn't it safe? You got something? Because I, I don't have nothing. I mean, I'm not trying to be flippant. You understand what I mean by what I'm saying? What's governing their life? It's unsafe. Stay secluded. Boy in the bubble. Hide. Don't touch anybody. Because it's not safe. So how are we then to touch people with the gospel? How are we then to make a difference? Right? I'm not saying to be irresponsible. You understand that? That's what I hope you don't see. What I'm saying is whatever you do, the Bible said whatever you do in word or in deed, do it in the name of the Lord. Do it in the authority that you possess. It makes no difference to me what you wear, how you dress. It makes no difference. Listen, if you carry... Five gallons of sanitizer on your, on your belt and you're all day long. I sanitize. I, I mask up when I have to. I'm, what I'm trying to explain to you, that's not what I'm talking about. How do you do it? 
When you sanitize your hands, is your thought, if I don't do this, I could catch something? You just made inert every ingredient in that sanitizer that could help you. Amen. If you put on a mask or a shield or whatever out of fear, you are debilitating the ability of that thing to help you. Don't ever do that. Whatever you do, do it in the name of the Lord. Lord, I'm wearing this mask. I'm sanitizing. I'm, I'm, I'm social distancing here, but I'm not doing it because I'm afraid. I'm doing it because I'm being asked to do it. I'm doing it because, right? I'm, I'm not afraid. I'm not wearing it because I'm afraid. I'm not washing my hands because I'm afraid. You got to say that. Amen. And, 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 and when you send your kids to school, don't just send them to school. Don't just pray over them. Say some things over them. My child is set on high today above all nations of the earth because they're the seed of a tither. I declare they have great favor with the administration of their school and their classmates. I thank you, Lord, that they're widely favored, greatly loved, and deeply desired. I thank you, Father, that they are free from all hurt, harm, and danger. No disease, germ, virus will come near them. It won't touch them. It won't touch their school. If it touches that school building, it dies instantly in the name of Jesus. How can you say that? Because a kingdom covenant child that's attached to me is going to that school, and I have authority over what goes on there amen Amen. and I'll say it without fear of reprisal and the school my daughter goes to has not had one instance and I declare they won't have one and it's not because of their age it's not because of of an abundance of caution it's because we say so oh glory to God Am 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 I helping you I never want anybody Leaving the church, feeling like I want people to be flippant and just just irresponsible. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is at some point, I have to believe more in the authority that's contained in my words and what God told me than what's going on in the world. I'm declare, I've, I declare over you all the time, no evil will befall you. No plague will come near the dwelling of those that live in our church. It's not going to happen. Amen. Amen. Yeah, but there's been people. Yeah, there has. There's been people that got it and they recovered. God healed them. God set them free. That's a good place to shout. Because there's not one scripture that says it won't try to come on you and it won't try to attach to you. But he said, here's what I'll do. Deuteronomy 7.15. I'll remove all sickness from your midst. I'll take it away in the name of Jesus. And it's not coming back. Not coming back. That's good preaching for a Sunday morning. Amen. Look over here at Matthew 17. You as a believer are never to be reactionary. You're always on the offense. Christians are the most reactionary people in the world. They panic. Hallelujah. I had somebody tell me one time, well, did you get some more toilet paper? Isn't this kind of a personal question? 
Well, you know, the truckers are going to go on strike, and the first thing that it'll affect is the toilet paper. <laughs> Panic and run. Go get some toilet paper. Now, here's my point. It's not that we don't use it. But who panics and runs and got to get toilet paper? The world. Amen. Listen, you got to exercise your authority in, in something that small. If I need toilet paper, there'll be toilet paper on the shelf when I go to the store. If God brought Elijah bread and meat in the evening and bread and meat in the, in the morning, he'll bring me toilet paper in the morning and toilet paper in the evening. I will have me some northern. Right? Amen. Yeah, but no, no, no. See how people panic? I mean, I was in the grocery store one day trying to buy some diced tomatoes. And there were none. There are not that many healthy people in this city. I know. I know there's not. We're, we're sorry there's been a run on this item I can see. You know, and there's like one can, and the lady's coming this way, and you're here, and they're like, I don't want to be rude to the lady. But, but why is that? Panic. Fear. You, you understand? No. Here's my point in saying that. Don't react that way. I'm going to preach on this tonight. If you can watch online or if you're here. The, the Bible says in the book of Isaiah, it says this, don't believe their every conspiracy rumor. And it says this, don't fear what they fear and don't make others afraid. Don't believe every conspiracy. Don't fear what they fear. And don't you make other people fearful. The book, the book of Numbers. God said in the laws of war, in the laws of war that he gave the Israelites, here's what he said. He said, if there's any man that's faint-hearted or afraid, send him home so he don't make his brother faint-hearted or afraid. Amen. When we react like the world, we're propagating fear. And fear is opposite of our authority. Am I helping you? Matthew 17, did you find it? Oh, boy, I'm here at just the right time. You're believing with me, right? Because it's not just saying it, it's saying it the way it needs to be said. Uh, Matthew 17, verse 14. And when they were come to the multitude off the mountain, there came to him a man kneeling, saying to him, saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he's a lunatic. And sore vexed, oft times he falls in the fire and in the water. And I brought him to your disciples, they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless, stop right there. He's not talking to the man. Not talking to the man. Talking to his disciples. Because the man said, I brought him to your disciples, and they could not cast him out. Well, why would Jesus look at the man and say, well, you're faithless? It's not up to the man. 
and perverse generation, how long will I be with you? How long will I suffer you? Bring him to me. Right? Luke 9. We're going to come back here, so I'm looking at these in every instance that there is. Because I want you to see this. It's important that you see the chronological order of these things. Luke 9.37. It's especially apparent in Luke. Luke 9.37. Now you're looking at Luke 9.37. Look at Luke 9.1. He called his disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils. And it came to pass the next day when they were come down from the hill, much people met him. And a man of the company cried out saying, Master, I beseech you, look on my son. He's my only child. And lo, a spirit takes him and he suddenly cries out and it teareth him that he foameth again and bruiseth him hardly departing from him. And I besought your disciples to cast him out and they could not. And Jesus answering said, O faithless and perverse generation. Not the man. Who had he given authority and power over all devils to in Luke 9.1? The disciples. And now they, they have a, a case and the man said they couldn't do it. Bring him to me. And as he was yet coming, the devil threw him down, tear him. Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the child and delivered him to his father. Matthew 17.18 says the same thing. Jesus rebuked the spirit. That word rebuke means to charge sharply or forbid. Now, wait a minute. You can only forbid something if you have the authority to do so. Right? The man said the disciples couldn't do it. But Jesus said in Luke 9-1 they could. Why did he call them faithless? Faithless about what? No faith in what? Your authority. And notice what Jesus, Jesus wasn't happy with that. He didn't pat him on the head and say, it's okay, boys, you're learning. He said, how long am I going to have to put up with you? You're faithless and perverse. That was Pastor Jesus. He wouldn't have had a very big church. Well, I don't know why the Lord hadn't done for me yet, because you're faithless and perverse. I didn't say that. Jesus said that. I'm not saying that. Jesus said that. That's why I have a bigger church than Jesus would have had. <laughs> right, Lord? Don't... You understand that? And people have taught it that he was talking to all the people. No, he wasn't. That man could not cast this devil out of this boy because he hadn't been given the authority. The disciples had been given the authority. And when Jesus said they can't, when the man said they could not, Jesus said, oh, come on, you faithless generation. Bring your son to me. In other words, I have faith in my authority. And he did what? He rebuked, charged sharply, he forbade the operation of the devil in that boy's life anymore. When you need something to change in your family, you need to forbid it to keep operating. And if you get up in the morning and it's still not that way, then you just stay with what you said. Let what you said stay said. Because the authority's still in those words. 
I said the authority's still in those words. Well, it doesn't look any different. That doesn't change your authority. You don't need to ramp up what you're saying if you already said it. Right? Amen. My mother was an expert at that. Mom, can I go over here? No. Not going. Oh, please. I said no. You go off, you think maybe she'd forget. Come back about an hour later. Mom, can I go? I said no. Answer still no. What was she doing? Letting stay said what she said. If you said it, my child's free. I rebuke the operation of the devil in their life. Let it stay said. Yeah, but they don't look any better today. What does that mean? Does that mean your authority didn't work? See, you can't say that. Because then you find yourself here in this, in this group that's faithless about what they believe they have authority over. Amen. Amen. The spirit life of 1 Peter 2.24 is operating in my child right now. The spirit life of Isaiah 53 and 5 is operating in my child right now. According to Galatians chapter 1 and verse 6, my child is delivered from this evil present world because it is the will of God. And you let that stay said. Amen. And one day you'll just see freedom. You'll see it. You know you already got it, but you'll just see it. Why? Because you said, you, the one with authority, said the life of God was operating in your child. Operating in that family member. Is that right? I, I, I'm believing with the family right now. And I got up the other morning and the Lord, the Lord had dropped this phrase in my spirit. And I didn't know exactly where it was in the Bible. But he dropped this phrase in my spirit and I, and I said it to them when I first talked to them. I said, here's what I hear the Lord saying. That he will raise them up from their bed of languishing. That's all I got. Well, the next day I was praying. When I got here, the, uh, two mornings after that, I, that, that would have been on on, yeah, Wednesday, the next morning, Thanksgiving morning, I was up praying, and the Lord said, Psalm 41.3, and I went to Psalm 41.3, and that's what it says. He'll raise them up from their bed of languishing, and He'll raise them up and restore them to health. Amen. Amen. And, I, and, I, and I text that to Him and said, this is what the Lord said to me. Well, that's what I'm letting stay said. Amen. Raise them up, restore them. Yeah, but the doctor said no hope. Raise them up. And restore them. Is that right? Amen. Because right now, the spirit life of God's working in your child, working in your family, working in whatever the situation may be. Amen. So notice, Jesus just simply told the devil what to do. Now, why do a lot of people not see that? It's too simple. We got to do spiritual warfare. We got to pray and fast. Well, I pray and I fast and I do spiritual warfare, but I do it from a position of authority. Amen. A position of telling someone what to do instead of trying to get someone to do something. Look at uh, Luke 10. Luke 10, 1. After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also. Now, very often, this that we're about to read is used in connection with the 12, but the 12 had already been given authority. This is 70. Why? Jesus sees there's more work to be done than, than the 13 of us can get done. So we need 70. And it says, He sent them before His face into every city 
and every place that he himself would come. Now, notice verse 17. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject to us through your name. And he said, I beheld Satan fall as lightning from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. That word power, there's the word authority. Over all the authority of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. The Woos Bible says, I gave you authority to advance. He said, notwithstanding in this, what? The fact that you have authority over the devil. Don't rejoice in that, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Authority is to be natural to the believer. Jesus is saying, don't rejoice that the devils are subject to you. Rejoice that you're part of the kingdom, and with being a part of the kingdom comes authority. Hallelujah. So as a believer with authority, my job is to subdue and overcome all the power of the enemy. Notice what he said. That, that, that's important to reread it. I give unto you power to tread on scorpions, on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. And he called his disciples to him and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure all diseases. Well, right here, we have power over all the power of the enemy. Authority over all the power of the enemy. Now here's the question then. What is left out of the word all? So I, go, I digress for a moment. So if someone says something is the work of the devil in your family, in your nation, in your job, whatever it is, that should not be like, oh, that should be, okay, I have power over that. I have authority over that. Let me, let me ask you two questions real quick. The Bible says God sets high and God brings low. Is that what it says? Does the Bible say the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord? Like the rivers of water, he turns it whithersoever he will. Is that what it says? Now here's my other question for you. Is that the word? Is that our authority handbook? then how does that change if somebody you didn't want to be president becomes president? Is it that God can change anybody's heart in leadership except him? I'm not being ugly. That's what you feel like. That's what you, it seems like a lot of the church is saying. Oh, nothing's ever going to be the same. Nothing has ever been the same. This isn't the America I grew up in. Duh, that was 50 years ago. It's not. I mean, I'm not, I'm not being flippant, but it's not. It's, it's not the America you grew up in. It's, it's not the nation that you grew up in. Whether it's worse or, 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 or better. I, I mean, but the, but the point is, is if, 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 if you, I was running the other day and it just came to my mind. Beautiful sunrise coming up over the hill. Just a beautiful sunrise. There are people that aren't even looking at that because they're encased in that tomb they call a house. Their blinds are shut. Their doors are sealed. They haven't been outside since March. Amazon is their best friend. They don't know what's going on in the world. They have turned into an albino. (laughs) 
and it's fear. Open the blinds. Let the sun shine. Let, right? Are, are you following me? How does that change? Oh, boy, the Democrats get in power. We're in trouble. Okay, you're the one with authority, and you said it, so you're in trouble. But I'm not. Amen. Because the Lord says, He will deliver me out of all my trouble. Ah, you should have shouted a little better about that. Amen. We'll talk about that tonight. Because he said, I'll set him on high. I'll put him on a shelf where the enemy can't reach him. Amen. Because why? He loves me. He knows how much I love him. Oh, my Lord. Matthew 16, we'll be done. I'm going to be right on time. According to my watch. Hallelujah. Amen. So as a believer with authority, my job is to subdue, subdue and overcome all the power of the enemy. Again, that can sound elementary. Sound like, well, yeah, we've heard that. Yeah, but here's the thing. Are we doing what we heard? Because James said for faith to be operative, it has to be accompanied by works. Right. To know I have it and not to exercise it is to demean what I have. If you have authority, exercise it. Amen. Right? This is my house. Nothing goes on in my house that isn't okay with the word. Right? Amen. You need to be declaring that over your finances. You need to get your checkbook out and tell it it's overflowing, that it's prosperous, that there's more than enough. That you have so many jobs, you can't shake a stick at them. Amen. Amen. Yeah, but they said this. They said there might be a furlough, and they said this. Okay, well, don't, don't join your mouth with what you don't want. Amen. I, I, can I tell you a story real quick? There's a, there's, well, you all know this guy, Richard Pritchett, him and Kim in, in Little Rock. And, uh, of course, Richard works for a Falcon Jet Company. And... Uh, uh, they, they sent down the word they were going to be laying off. And he came to me. Now, now, understand, he's been there a lot less time than a lot of people. And he came to my office. He said, I want to tell you. I said, okay. He said, now, according to Matthew 18, 19, I want you to agree with me that I won't be laid off. I said, I can do that. I agree with you. We join our words and we join our authority. It won't happen. Amen. And so they said, in the next couple of days, we'll put the list out. So they put the list out, and he wasn't on it. And his boss, his supervisor came to him and said, you weren't on the list, were you? He said, no. He said, I'm so glad. He said, I didn't want you to be on that list. I need you to be here. See, when you exercise your authority, things that you didn't know were working for your favor can work for your favor because you exercise your authority. What if he'd have thrown his hands up and said, well, there's nothing we can do about it. After all, I've only been here six months. I mean, after all, what do you expect? Seniority rules. Then no matter what his boss wanted to do, he couldn't have done it. But because he said, I'm not getting laid off, that thought popped in his boss's mind. I need him. It's ever how you believe it. You need to say all the time, my job won't function without me. Won't function without me. They need me. 
They can lay everybody else off, but they need me. Hallelujah. Do do you understand that? I don't want poverty to come on anybody else, but I'm going to exercise my authority. My neighbor may not exercise their authority over storms and destruction, but I am. And I love you and I care about you. But if your roof gets ripped off and mine doesn't, it's because I exercised my authority and you didn't. I'm not going to lose my home just because I don't want you to feel bad. Amen. I'm not going to put my family in harm's way just because you think that's the way it ought to be. I'm not going to lose my job just because they say that you need to lose your job. Don't you dare prepare for what they say is going to happen. You stay and you prepare with what the Word says is going to happen. Amen. Let's read one verse and we'll be done. Matthew 16 and 19. And I'll give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Notice the phrase. It's so important. He said keys of the kingdom, not keys to the kingdom. Keys of. Why? You, ha- you can have a key to this building. And you can get in the building, but you can't get to anything important. Because you have the key to it, not of it. I have keys of this building. There are no locked doors to me in this building. I have every key. Why? I'm in authority. Right? There are people that don't have a key to the front door because they don't need a key to the front door. There are people that have a key to the front door and that's all they got because that's all they need. Amen. Are you following me? But here's the thing. He said, over all the power of the enemy, power and authority over all devils to cure all diseases. What does that mean? You've been given every key of the kingdom. Amen. And whatever, watch. I know you've heard this, but stay with me. It's important. Whatever you bind. So what he said? Who binds it? With what? Because saying a word, saying a word, put your authority in your words, whatever you bind. And the king, the Amplified says, whatever you bind on earth shall already be bound in heaven. Well, how do I know what's already bound in heaven? Get in the word and see what God forbade and then bind it. Notice, whatever you bind, declare. Notice the verbiage. Notice the words. Notice it's talking. Declare to be improper and unlawful on earth must be already what is bound in heaven. And whatever you loose, declare awful lawful on earth must be what's already loose in heaven. Well, there is no sickness loose in heaven. There is no poverty loose in heaven. There are no devils loose in heaven. Matter of fact, there's no devils in heaven at all, loose or bound. So what does that mean? That I can declare unlawful and improper on the earth what is not allowed in heaven. By my authority. Do you see that? 
So if it's bound in heaven, I have authority to bind it in the earth. If it's loosed in heaven, I have the authority to loose it in the earth. Amen. And that's a good starting place. Hallelujah. But it's up to me. It's up to me. Place your order. I wrote, I wrote that in, in the book, First Words Matter, Last Words Saying, years ago, that when you pull up to make an order, you go through a drive through somewhere, you'll hear that voice on the used to, I don't go very much, but at least I know you used to. Hi, welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. <laughs> I just dated myself. But actually, I just proved that I had kids that age when really dated myself. Right? Hello, welcome to wherever. May I take your order? Now, in theory, you're supposed to get exactly what you said. Amen. I know you don't sometimes <laughs> in the natural. But think about it. If you pull up and you say, yeah, give me a, give me a whatever, a burger and fries and something to drink. Well, you should get that exactly. Why? That was your order. And, I mean, you are paying for it, so you should get what you asked for, right? Well, think, hang, hang on. Jesus paid for something to give us the authority that we possess. We should be getting exactly what we say. Exactly what we order. Isn't that great? Let's stand up together.